You are listening to Wisdom Nuggets. My name is Alita McDaniel and I am your host. Today's topic, finding willpower, persistence versus arrogance. I was listening the other day to a satsang uh, led by Swami G, also known as Paramahamsa Nityananda. And he was discussing something called will persistence versus will arrogance. Now, I was completely intrigued by this link to willpower. So I listened to the entire video on my commute. Audio, of course. I mean, really, I was driving after all. And I began thinking about how this plays out in life for us all. I started thinking about myself. Man, how many things am I arrogant about where I could be persistent about instead? In my experience, arrogance comes from doing things in the need of approval from others rather than by sheer will. Swamiji tells us that the arrogant form of will runs out fast while the persistent form is infinite. I mean, imagine infinite willpower. Everything you've ever wanted was and is actually possible because you can set your mind and actions to it. Bam. So with this discussion in my head, I flashed back to a time when I was creating a massive shift in my life. When willpower for me was unstoppable for the first time ever. I was reading tons of personal development books, crafting new ways of perceiving myself and experimenting with new behavior patterns such that I could develop a stronger character. I read Think and Grow Rich for the first time and it blew my mind how spot on it was, not just for me in my life at that time, but for everyone else I was observing around me at that time and continuing on to this day. Napoleon Hill defines persistence as the sustained effort necessary to induce faith. Hmm, interesting. The eighth step towards riches. He goes on to say that persistence is an essential factor in the procedure of transmuting desire into its monetary equivalent. The basis of persistence is power of will. Now, We all know that procrastinators who delay taking action on the most important tasks are the ones who always have excuses. There's always an epic reason why they're not able to apply willpower or follow through on their commitments. We'll reference Napoleon Hill's symptoms of lack of persistence for this. So for example, you hear someone say, oh, I had to take care of my sick neighbor's aunt. (laughs) You kind of have to question that a little bit. So he refers to this uh, number eight on the list, the habit of blaming others for one's mistakes and accepting unfavorable circumstances and as being unavoidable. We all know that we are going to find something that will take us away from taking action if we really don't want to do that thing. (laughs) So we'll find our neighbor's aunt who's sick to take care of such that we can procrastinate another day. What about my alarm didn't go off? How many times have you heard that? This is number four on his list, indecision, the habit of passing the buck. Someone else's fault, something else's fault, not my fault. What about I got stuck in traffic? How many times have you heard that? Oh, I didn't make it because the traffic. On his list is number five, the habit of relying upon alibis instead of creating definite plans for the solution of problems. Someone who got stuck in traffic could have left early, right? Maybe could have taken side streets. Maybe could have called in advance and said, hey, there's a little bit of traffic. I may be a little bit late. 
What about the excuse, I didn't have enough time to do it? This is number 14 on his list, the habit of compromising with poverty. This is time poverty, a general absence of ambition to be, do, and to own, right? We've got to own our shit. Did we really not have time or did we really not make time? Therein lies the question. So when in the end, these excuses are simply there because the person legitimately did not commit to completing the task with clear intention and or the habits to follow through. Now, whether it came down to fear of not getting it right or fear of judgment, the issue of not enoughness always overshadows the potential wins that could be achieved if we actually followed through. And as I'm one of the worst procrastinators, because of perfectionism around, I'm constantly pushing the boundaries of my own need to have things look just right. My mind is always telling me that I'm not good enough to reach that next level. Thankfully though, I've learned to tune out that nagging voice most of the time. If perfectionism is a groundwork by which we develop arrogance, mainly due to our need for approval in our perfect work, then we lose our power to create in the flow to the gnawing pain of those creative blocks. This is a very, very massive dilemma for the perfectionist, AKA the procrastinator. Getting up is a serious chore for most people, right? This is another form of procrastination, right? Snooze button, yes, please. Five times, maybe how about 10? See, this pattern teaches the brain that we cannot be trusted to make decisions that will actually stick. We are literally conditioning our brain to believe we cannot be trusted with our own word. Yet, if we truly wanna live out a dream life, there's no better path than to learn how to use our willpower to create a solid relationship with ourselves rather than to constantly seek outside validation as cause for taking action. My clients hear me say often that trusting others first begins with trusting yourself. That is an absolute fact. There has not been anyone I have ever met who says they have trust issues who did not battle with their own personal integrity to some degree or another. There's at least one or more things in their world they are not following through on and this becomes their biggest struggle. It becomes a craving or a vice they cannot seem to avoid or crack or even deny. What's even crazier about this struggle is that the people who are constantly seeking validation from outside sources are doing so because they do not approve of themselves. And so my first piece of advice when it comes to creating more willpower is building self-trust and personal accountability. Even the smallest of things can make a huge difference. Making your bed upon waking, drinking 24 ounces of Himalayan pink salt infused water before coffee consumption every day, right? Consistency. Sticking to your workout schedule, no matter how tired, sluggish, or uninspired you feel. How about keeping a gratitude journal daily of three things you're thankful for? Or even waking up with your first alarm, not your fifth or your tenth. The list may not seem big enough, right? Massive enough. Trust me though, if you're not doing these small tasks daily, you may already be behind in your potential power. It's okay to start small when you're building back up your self-trust. And seriously, don't try to go zero to hero just because you have a point to prove. Your brain will not know how to handle itself if you create too many disciplines all at once. 
when you've previously been using your mind to focus on avoidance, this form of what Swamiji calls will arrogance is by nature selfish. It's self-serving of the ego, not of the higher self. And it's energetically draining because it clutters up the mind with analysis paralysis, right? You set your alarm in the morning and yet you're analyzing what time you should wake up. You've just used a lot of your brain power and your brain space for the day, figuring out whether or not you are going to even get out of bed. If you struggle with willpower, just know it's purely because you've broken your self-trust far too many times. And in order to move from will arrogance into, into will persistence, Napoleon Hill discusses persistence being true willpower developed through very specific qualities. One, he says, is definiteness of purpose. This is knowing exactly what you want and accepting nothing less. Now, this is, to me, highlighted most thoroughly and eloquently in his book, Outwitting the Devil, that was only released back in 2015. So it's now 2018. It was only released just a few years ago. And that's because the content of this this book, this course, essentially, Outwitting the Devil, was so powerful and so impactful that the family was afraid he would get death threats. Okay, so I highly recommend you check out the book, Outwitting the Devil. Self-reliance. Self-reliance is a belief in one's ability to carry out a plan. If you don't believe in yourself and you're not willing to depend on yourself, like you're not going to have enough willpower because deep down inside, you don't believe it's possible. You're not holding yourself capable. What about definiteness of plan? You need to have a clear outline of the strategy, even if the strategy is convoluted, even if you know like there's a massive possibility it's not going to work. If you don't at least execute a plan, you're going to be going around in circles dipping your toe in the water going, oh, that doesn't feel comfortable. Oh, that doesn't feel good. Oh, I'm not vibrating at that. I'm not resonating with it, which is just another excuse to not take action. So you've got to have a definite plan, a clear outline of the strategy that you are going to take. And finally, habit, a repetition of courageous acts. Courage doesn't necessarily mean you're going off to fight a battle. It means taking action on the days where you don't want to have to take action and you do it anyway. You find a way to make it possible. You do it anyway. So basically to move from will arrogance to will persistence, both Napoleon Hill and Swami G are basically saying, keep your word to yourself and take action on it daily without worrying about how it looks or who's watching. Cause none of that matters. What matters is you're keeping your word to yourself. This is the path to claiming your infinite flow of willpower. Now, if this message resonated with you, if it touched something inside of your heart, please do like, comment, share wherever you found this podcast. Pass it on to a friend who you know needs to hear this message. And thank you so much for joining. Namaste.